You're listening to the Cyberwire Network, powered by N2K. And now, a word from our sponsor, Zscaler, the leader in cloud security. Cyber attackers are using AI in creative ways to compromise users and breach organizations. In a security landscape where you must fight AI with AI, the best AI protection comes from having the best data. Zscaler has extended its zero-trust architecture with powerful AI engines that are trained and tuned by 500 trillion daily signals. Learn more about Zscaler Zero Trust plus AI to prevent ransomware and AI attacks. Experience your world secured. Visit zscaler.com slash zero trust AI. everyone and welcome to the CyberWire's Research Saturday. I'm Dave Bittner and this is our weekly conversation with researchers and analysts tracking down threats and vulnerabilities and solving some of the hard problems of protecting ourselves in a rapidly evolving cyberspace. Thanks for joining us. The IT world used to be simpler. You only had to secure and manage environments that you controlled. Then came new technologies and new ways to work. Now, employees, apps, and networks are everywhere. This means poor visibility, security gaps, and added risk. That's why Cloudflare created the first-ever connectivity cloud. Visit cloudflare.com to protect your business everywhere you do business. I am kind of a technical lead with the team that handles site cleaning for WordFence. That's Brad Haas. He's a senior security analyst at Defiant. The research we're discussing today is titled Baba Yaga, the WordPress malware that eats other malware. We collect the information that we can gather from a hacked website and from all the different cases we work on, we collect the threat data together and we can correlate it and analyze it and try and figure out what's happening with any given set of malware or you know if we notice a trend or whatever we can start looking into it and try and get the bigger picture about it so this was the product of one of those efforts you know this this is malware that we've seen on all kinds of different sites for a long period of time so it piqued our interest and we started digging deeper into it so uh, besides being fun to say, why the name Baba Yaga? <laughs> that was a suggestion by my boss, Mark Monder. We were discussing possible names that we could give it. And we were looking at names that reflected its, I guess, the personality of the malware. So we were thinking about trying to name it after an animal that eats other animals of its kind or something like that. But I mentioned that uh, it does have Russian background. So uh, he came up with the name Baba Yaga as uh, a mythical beast from Slavic folklore. I see. So let's walk through exactly what we're dealing with here. Why don't we start with how would someone find themselves infected with this? Have you determined what the uh, infection vector is? There are a number of different attacks that this group seems to use. And I think this is the case probably for most hacker groups that are targeting WordPress websites. 
that they throw everything they can at them, basically. I, the, the typical WordPress site doesn't have a lot of protection in place. Most sites, I think, are they belong to small organizations or, or their personal websites or things like that. So there's no active monitoring or really advanced protection. And so hackers are able to just shotgun all kinds of different attacks at a website and, and just see what sticks. And so with this group, we've seen evidence that they use various exploits of outdated plugins and things like that. Like I said, they can just try all kinds of different exploits against a site, whether the site actually runs those plugins or not, and you know, see if anything works. And then the other big thing that they use is attacks related to passwords. And so they're trying to get sites that are using weak passwords, or uh, especially ones where passwords have been leaked as part of a data breach from a different organization. So if, if somebody uses a password at one place that gets hacked and, and they use the same password on their WordPress site, that's one of the ways that this group seems to break into WordPress sites. So let's dig into what exactly is going on here. Give us an overview. What's the functionality and what are they trying to accomplish? So the primary goal of the malware that we've seen is to basically just put spam out there. We've seen a couple of different schemes for it, but ultimately what they're trying to do is make money from either referrals or affiliate programs, basically, of services, whether those services are legitimate or not. So they compromise the WordPress site and make sure that it's in good working order. The malware does this. It can remove other malware and it can actually update WordPress and make sure that it's uh, working as expected. And then the code will respond differently to a search engine than it will to real human traffic. Hmm. So when a search engine comes to the site, the infected site, the search engine sees pages or, or documents full of links that are designed to manipulate and, and boost the rank of this uh, spam, therefore driving traffic to these other programs that ultimately get affiliate revenue for the hackers. And when a person who's not a search engine hits the site, what happens then? For the most part, the site behaves normally. The malware is kind of designed to fly under the radar. So they're trying to avoid detection. So if a person finds a real page on the site that the hackers didn't create, you know, that, that's just a real part of the site, then the, the site behaves normally. But if a person happens to find one of those spam backlinks that the hackers have created, and if they follow that link to the infected site, then they'll actually get redirected to the uh, service. Like the one that we saw that we mentioned in the paper was a essay writing service. Hmm. That service has an affiliate program where if a person signs up, then the hacker gets $15 or something. So if a person happens to follow one of those spam links into an infected site, they'll get redirected to that essay writing service. And the hackers hope that they'll sign up and pay for the service. Now, there's some interesting things going on here in terms of the hackers hiding their code and also having some redundancy to try to maintain persistence. Can you take us through what was going on with that? Yeah, it's something that's fairly common with WordPress malware that the hackers, they want to make sure that they maintain access to a site no matter what happens, basically. So there's a number of different ways that the Baba Yaga malware tries to guarantee that the hackers will maintain their access to an infected site. They have different backdoor files that they 
kind of sprinkle around the site and, and they're designed to blend in with legitimate WordPress files. So they they name the files in a way that looks very similar to legitimate WordPress files. They take code out of core WordPress files and then they, they put it into their backdoor files, but commented. So if you just glance at a file, it really looks like a real core WordPress file, hmm. but there's just a subtle you know, little bits of code that are hidden that are actually malicious and, and those enable the hackers to come back in and reinfect the site. So even if somebody notices the extra files that the hacker has created, you know, these backdoors are designed to make it so that the hackers can come back in and recreate those easily. So they, they have those hidden backdoors. They also have a few other ones that they like I said, they just kind of sprinkle them liberally through an infected site just to try to make sure that even if somebody notices they've been hacked and tries to take steps to clean it up, the hackers hope that they will miss something and then the hackers will be able to get back into the site. And what's going on in terms of communications with a command and control server? They have a command and control server set up for both the backdoor that they have and also the primary malware that actually does the search manipulation bit. So the backdoor has a command and control server that it can talk to and it collects information about the site and can report it to the command and control server. It can get newer versions of the malware and update itself. Really, it's just like any other well-developed piece of software. It's able to check for updates and install updates and uh, look for any new instructions that the hackers have set up for infected sites. So it, it will periodically check in or, you know, that the hackers can kind of sweep by and, and force it to check in and make changes if they want it to. And then the code that's responsible for the search engine manipulation also talks to a different command and control server. And that's where it kind of reports on the search performance of the site and it will go there and fetch whatever spam the hacker wants to put out there into the world. So, you know, maybe today it's uh, essay writing services. Maybe tomorrow they find a different affiliate program that, that will get them more money than the malware will go fetch that content and start presenting that to search engines instead. It was interesting, too. You discovered that uh, there's some runtime measurement built in to kind of keep the software running below the radar, I suppose. I think that's probably the purpose of it because a lot of web hosting companies will penalize a website if it's using too many server resources or if it has a script running for too long of a time. And part of the backdoor code involves crawling up from the directory where a website lives and trying to discover other websites, you know, maybe that are part of the same hosting account hmm. to infect those as well. In a large account, you know, that could involve quite a lot of directories to crawl through and try and discover sites. So they, yeah, I think performance is just as much a issue that the authors of this malware have to deal with as any other developer. So they, they're trying to measure their performance and presumably uh, make their software work as quickly as possible. Because there are a lot of constraints in the typical hosting environment. They're trying to make sure that one customer's resource usage doesn't get out of control and affect things for everyone else. So the malware authors have to operate in that same environment. So that involves some trade-offs of performance versus uh, having their code do whatever they want. 
It was interesting to me also that uh, this malware can perform backups and upgrades. What's going on with that? Since the purpose of the malware is to manipulate search engines and drive traffic to the services that they want, they need websites to be in good working order. And so part of that is to be able to upgrade WordPress or reinstall WordPress if it happens to not be working for some reason. I assume they would uh, run this code to update or fix it. At first, we didn't know ultimately what the malware was doing. When I started the analysis, I was looking at that code first that fixes WordPress or updates or reinstalls it. And I had no idea why it would want to do that. But eventually we discovered, you know, the, the reason for its existence is to have search engines crawl and index these spam results so that the malware authors need the website to be in good working order. Otherwise, the search engine, you know, the spam won't get indexed or maybe the search engine will ignore the site because it's broken or, or something like that. So part of the effort to make sure the site works is to be able to fix WordPress or update it. And then the other part of that was to search for any existing malware and delete it. Yeah. Take us through that. I mean, is you think it's looking for competition or is it part of that effort to keep things up and running without drawing any attention to the site? I think it's both. At first I saw that code and I, I figured that the author of Baba Yaga was the same author of all of this other malware that it's checking for. You know, maybe they had older stuff they were wanting to remove. But as, you know, again, as the purpose of the malware became clear, I realized that what it's probably doing is removing competition. Not necessarily because the author has anything against these other malware authors, but again, just to make sure the site doesn't do anything that will prevent it from being indexed by search engines. So it looks like a malware scanner. It looks like, you know, some of these WordPress security plugins, you know, a little bit like WordFence, even that that it has these signatures that belong to common other malware. And if it finds them, then it can run this code that deletes that malware out of a file and, you know, restore the file to its original uninfected state. There's also some code that looks for simple defacements, which is where, you know, someone has broken into a site and and just, you know, rewrites the index file with hacked by whoever. So it, it looks for any of those and it just deletes those. And then if possible, it'll it'll restore whatever file was overwritten by the defacement. So it's going for a few different things there. And and like you said, it's both, you know, removing competition, but also trying to avoid notice. Because really what they want to do is make sure nobody really notices the websites are getting hacked and nobody, you know, the search engines don't notice that anything strange is going on. They'll just go ahead and index those spam pages and drive the traffic that the hackers want and then everybody wins, I guess. Well, I mean, it's an interesting way to frame it too, because if I'm running a WordPress site that gets infected with Baba Yaga, am I likely to know, are, are there going to be any performance issues? How will I know that there's a problem? Will I even know there's a problem? I don't think that there would be a way for you to notice unless you're either running a security product like WordFence or Maybe if you're really actively monitoring your performance in search results, then you might notice some of these spam pages starting to show up in the search results for your site. 
But otherwise, if you're not taking some kind of active measure to really watch for changes to your code or changes to the pages that your site is generating or the search results for your site, then I, I don't think that you'd probably ever notice. It's interesting in your research, you use the phrase that it's a symbiotic relationship. And I think that's interesting because I can see if we just sort of put aside the fact that malware is bad, if I'm running my site and someone is doing updates for me and backups for me and making sure that uh, my site isn't infected with other malware, uh, the performance of my site hasn't been affected and I don't even notice that anything's going on here. Hmm. It's a funny thing to think about, isn't it? Like, do we actually have a problem? It is. It's a very unusual question that I don't think I've seen come up in any of the other malware that I've researched. There is a problem, obviously, because it is someone else using websites that belong to other people, and that's not okay. That's never okay. And obviously, if something came up that was even less ethical... I'm sure that they would switch to that. You know, if there was some kind of way to use these sites to attack something and and make more money that way, I imagine they wouldn't have any qualms about switching to that instead. Right. So let's not fool ourselves into thinking that they're doing this for anyone's benefit but their own. Right. Right. And the other thing is that the way that they are manipulating search engine ranking is also going to harm other organizations that would be competing that aren't doing this kind of shady work. So if you have some honest essay writing service and you're just writing genuine content to try and promote yourself or whatever, then I think that the spam code that we saw, you know, when we were analyzing it would probably just roll right over you and then the hackers win and at your expense. Right, right. So what are your recommendations for people to protect themselves against this? Well, my first recommendation for anyone using a WordPress site, obviously, is to use a security plugin. I have to recommend WordFence. I think it's the best out there. Um, (laughs) You're completely unbiased opinion, right? (laughs) Right, yes. (laughs) Of course. Scientifically. As security professionals, we always talk a lot about defense in depth. So there has to be a broader awareness of security as part of the entire way that you run a website. So, you know, running WordFence or, or whatever security product is part of it, sure. But there is also, you have to make sure that you use secure password practices. You can't use a weak password on your website or it will eventually get guessed. You know, the hackers will guess it and will break in. You can't use the same password for your website as you use for any other account. You just can't do that anymore. Uh, Maybe, you know, a decade ago, that would have been okay or something. But in this age of massive data breaches and password leaks, you just can't do that. So, you know, using a password manager is something that I would also really wholeheartedly recommend if you don't do that already. Now is the time to start. And that includes the password that you use to log in and do administration on your website. Another really important thing, obviously, is to keep your website up to date and that includes WordPress, every plugin or theme, just make that part of the life of your website. Is It's just consistently checking for updates and applying them as soon as possible because 
part of the benefit of that is you may notice problems sooner, you know, if your site has been compromised or something that, you know, that can help. And the other part is, of course, protecting it in the first place from outdated, maybe vulnerable plugin might have. Updating can patch those vulnerabilities and help protect your site. Our thanks to Brad Haas from Defiant for joining us. The research is titled Baba Yaga, the WordPress malware that eats other malware. Now a word from our sponsor, Netscope. Netscope is a worldwide leader in SASE and Zero Trust. Its unified platform, Netscope One, provides optimized access and Zero Trust security for people, devices, and data anywhere they go, helping customers reduce risk, accelerate performance, and get unrivaled visibility into any cloud, web, and private application activity. To learn more about how Netscope helps customers be ready for anything on their SASE journey, visit netskope.com. The CyberWire Research Saturday is proudly produced in Maryland out of the startup studios of Data Tribe, where they're co-building the next generation of cybersecurity teams and technologies. Our amazing CyberWire team is Elliot Peltzman, Peru Prakash, Stefan Vaziri, Kelsey Bond, Tim Nodar, Joe Kerrigan, Carol Terrio, Ben Yellen, Nick Vilecki, Gina Johnson, Bennett Moe, Chris Russell, John Petrick, Jennifer Iben, Rick Howard, Peter Kilpie, and I'm Dave Bittner. Thanks for listening. Hey, listeners. We're always looking for ways to improve the N2K CyberWire network and maintain the intelligence-driven news experience that keeps you in the know on the latest developments in cybersecurity. We've launched our 2024 audience survey and would love for you to take a few minutes to share your feedback. And hey, there's even a chance to win a $100 Amazon gift card if you complete the survey. Visit cyberwire.com survey. That's cyberwire.com survey and share your feedback now.